like being able to call ourselves out on shit that we do is like a big fucking thing. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the New Era Podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. I am your host, New Era. And if this is not your first time tuning in, welcome back. I am super excited for today's episode. I have my friend Julie Guadamus. I think I said that right. She is yes. a licensed professional counselor. She is a dog mom and a few other cool things. So I'll go ahead and let her explain. What's up, Julie? Hey, how you doing? Good. Thank you for doing this. No problem. Um, this is my first time, so a little nervous, so kind of just bear with me. <laughs> Don't be. I'm excited to have you talk about basically about what you do and a little bit more of like your personality as well. Um, I guess a little bit about what I do um, to keep it kind of just on a surface level because of my job in general. Um, so I'm a mental health therapist for kids, um, just kind of going through the process of entering the U.S. and in between that time where they're reunifying with their family, just being able to give them emotional support and kind of what they need during, I guess, you know, these hard times. Right. And so, oh, I should have first started off by saying you're uh, born and raised from San, San Antonio, Texas. Yes. So that explains um, what you mentioned with the border. So do you work close by with the Mexican border? Uh, yeah. So we're not, we're about maybe three, four hours away from the Mexican mm-hmm. border. Mm-hmm. So, of course, a lot of activity in this area. So, yeah. Yeah. And do you see, okay, for someone that isn't familiar with what you do, you explained a little bit right now about it, but... Uh, what would you say is something more common that you see often, like with the border and in, in Texas? Um, I would just say just a general the misconception of why people are coming here in the first place. Mm-hmm. And as far as just everything they have to endure on the journey, um, I guess I just get really passionate about it um, because my parent, both of my parents are immigrants from Nicaragua. Um, I've witnessed a lot of things like I've seen my mom be picked up by border, well, by ICE, Border Patrol. She was deported. She had to go through the process. My dad had to go through the process. So it's it's kind of something I'm super passionate about and just being able to help people because I feel like a lot of people don't understand what all they have to go through and the tough choices they have to make to even come to the U.S. Right. Yeah. And I I agree because there's... A lot, um, we hear a lot of that in the news as well, but I think people mm-hmm. often forget to bring up uh, minors. You know, you deal with a lot. Mm-hmm. What's, the, what's the youngest cases you've had on? When we come and encounter with kids from all ages, it, it's usually mostly in the teens, but I mean, we've had super young kids as well. And like I said, it's hard to, I mean, I can't, I can just imagine just in any life situation, if a baby was ripped apart from the mom or the dad like their support system their attachment like Mm -hmm. of course that's gonna affect them so kind of put into play a baby or a minor that is ripped away from their family and then also in a new country also around people they don't know and then trying to learn a different language like it's a lot yeah definitely and just to kind of get a better understanding of 
exactly like when your job comes into play. So, for example, if a family is, you know, attempting to cross the border and they do happen to have a minor with them, um, in some cases more than one minor, um, Mm -hmm. what happens in the case where, let's just say, the parents get picked up by immigration? What happens to the kids? Um, It just depends on the situation. There's a lot of things that factor into what happens with the kids. So, Ultimately, it depends on where they were picked up, um, the reason they were picked up, like if there's prior mm, entry, if there's prior crimes, like different things like that. Um, like I said, it just a lot of things depend on the parents okay. and if the possibility that they can come back out, mm-hmm. then like I said, it just depends on a lot of different factors like that. Yeah. Yeah, there's um, there's quite a few, you know, stories of that, like in the news and in the media. But that, one thing that people hardly ever bring up is is the kids. You know, of course, they, people say like, oh, you know, they um, why do people want to come here? Um, be, being Mexican myself, I just feel that on a whole different level because I understand, you know, from a certain point of view, because I can't say sit there and be like, oh, I, I understand what they have to go through for it because I, unless I'm there, I would know. But mm-hmm. um, you said you related a lot to it because of your parents. So being yeah. from them being from Nicaragua, like what big changes did you see? Because especially being from Texas, is there a lot of people from there? Not really. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know my because the only family we really have here in Texas is my aunt and uncle, and my uncle gets super homesick, mm-hmm. and. I mean, he's just like, there's not that many people that can relate to like us, like our culture. Like, it's just kind of us here. A lot of people kind of move around, but also go to different states. Like my, I have a lot of my mom's family and my, and a little bit of my dad's in California. Okay. So it's kind of like, I feel like a lot of them kind of just migrated up Mm -hmm. instead of just kind of just staying here. Yeah. And how did you guys end up in Texas? Um, I think it was, I know my mom wanted to go to California. I'm so glad she did it just because cost of living. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think they just decided on something super close, nothing super far away from the border. And I know my uncle had gotten here before my parents did. Okay. So they kind of had like an apartment and like a little setup for them, mm-hmm. like in case they wanted to come live there temporarily until they kind of found, found like where to live. Okay. Yeah. And um, just to bring back to like um, to your job, to what you do, like, what would you say is some pros and cons of, of what you do? Um, pros, of course, would be would be being able to just help. I mean, the population we serve, um, being able to be in contact with the parents and kind of just seeing how like successfully once a case closes, like seeing how the ha- how happy the kid is how their case has progressed um being able to see when kids kind of make breakthroughs on even things they might think is minor but it's like the little light bulb moment where right things kind of set off in their head like them also being able to realize like they have a voice here they do have rights um mm. and to never let anyone take advantage of them and just be their support system that's to me, that's my the thing I do love about my job. But then, of course, the things that are kind of not so good is, of course, burnout. Mm-hmm. Burnout's the easiest thing <laughs> to, like, stress you out. And then, of course, managing caseloads and also, of course, listening to 
their stories, like, of course, you want to help, be helpful and be there for them. But sometimes it can be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And with, like, for example, with, like, the case slow that you mentioned, um, how was it? Like you met, you also mentioned burnout, which is one thing that I wanted to talk about. Like, how do you deal with like the, you know, the is it vicarious trauma that you do you may deal yes. with? You know, like, um, because it you, because not only do you have like the the sense of responsibility, but like you also have the commitment to these cases and you know these kids. You know, like you care, like you can't stop caring. You know what I mean? So how yeah. do you deal with that? Um. It's, I guess, just finding what's my happy place because I'm a very, very big introvert. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, other than work, I'm really not that social. So just having my sanctuaries, my room, like, kind of just being able to unwind, watch TV, and then, of course, a lot of self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, just finding things that I enjoy, things that make me happy because, of course, everyone's different. So just finding what is going to work for me and help me be recharged at the end of the day. Yeah. And do you ever forget to do that sometimes? Oh, yes. Yeah. Like, it's crazy that you can ask. I feel like you can ask any person in the mental health field. We preach, preach, preach self-care. And we're, like, the worst when it comes to that. Yeah. Because I think with, like, you know, um, I mentioned a little bit off air to about how, like, you know, with jobs, you know, when you work your normal nine to five, usually when you clock out, like, you're done for the day. And then, Mm -hmm. but with your job, you can't, like, stop caring after, like, 5 p.m. Like, you still, like, have those feelings. So how do you, like, shut that off? You mentioned self-care, but, like, has there ever been times where it's been hard for you to shut that off? Yeah, because also um, a part of my job is on-call. Mm-hmm. So I have to be, there's certain weeks assigned to us to just be able to provide extra support for families on a 20, pretty much 24 hours. So yeah. sometimes I can't turn that off, but when I'm not on call, I usually try to just kind of put my work phone away, mm-hmm. not answer any emails, text messages, kind of just leave that in my room and kind of just go about my day. I like at some point, like I do need to shut that off or... Mm-hmm being able to just vent about that stuff to coworkers because of course they can relate to what all of us are going through. Yeah. And for like the, for the type of job that you do, did you, have you always wanted to do this or did you kind of figure that out um, when you were in school? So I feel like I happened to stumble upon this. Um, I had actually gone to school to become a pharmacist. Okay. But I hate math. I didn't realize how much math goes into it. Mm -hmm. So I had gone to school at first to get my certification to become a pharmacy tech to see how I liked it. I finished school for it, got my certification, but decided like it just wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. So I went back to school and majored in psychology, but you can't really do much with that. Mm-hmm. So just kind of to piggyback off that, got my master's in guidance and counseling and kind of just went from there, kind of figuring out what population I kind of wanted to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a lot of background working with kids. And I feel like the crazy part is I'm not a huge fan of kids in gen. Like I'm not a kid person, mm-hmm. but it just happened to work out that. Yeah, that's my main population. And what was it about that? Like you said, you related to it, but what was the reason why you ended up wanting to work with kids? Um, just, 
a heavy question. <laughs> um, I would just say being able to give them a voice mm-hmm. um, and just being supportive, being there for them, just because in my personal experience, when I was growing up, I felt very good that I was able to access therapy like when I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, just going through my own kind of trauma, life experiences, and just wanted to be that voice for kids because I feel like we overlook that a lot, especially today. Mm-hmm. Um, kids and mental health. So I just felt like it was something super important to me that if I could benefit from that being young, then maybe someone else could benefit from that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree too because I think. I think with children, a lot of things are often overlooked, how you said, because, mm-hmm. you know, with um, if a child is expressing themselves, you know, I I was raised to like, you know, kind of just like suck it up and get better, like just kind of like mm-hmm. figure it out, you know. Um, yeah. But, you know, th- that type of stuff, it affects the kids in the long run, you know, those type of things. Um, and being able to have the ability to, to, you know, go to therapy and knowing that you needed it, that's a big deal, because especially with you know being parents of immigrants is like tough because you don't you that's not really like looked up like to do like going to therapy isn't something like we're told to do growing up you know what I mean yeah but do you think therapy has helped you out a lot oh no for sure Mm -hmm. um and you just it's I guess for me I noticed that I really did need it just because it was affecting like my health Mm-hmm. And was affecting the people around me. Mm-hmm. Like you could tell that people didn't want to really want to be around me because of my attitude and how I used to be. Mm-hmm. So I kind of at some point knew like I I need to talk to someone about this and see like what I can do to change myself. Yeah. And the how did what did you I guess I would say like what do your parents think about what you do? Um, my, me and my mom have a really weird relationship, so I don't really, like, she knows what I do and she likes what I do, but it, it doesn't go past that. Mm -hmm. But I know my dad definitely enjoys hearing things about what I do and is super proud. Um, and he's also kind of very passionate about it too. Like I said, just because, I mean, he, he knows what it's like as an adult coming, trying to travel to the U.S. So he, I know he can only imagine what these kids have to go through yeah and what what tips would you give someone that would be you know that doesn't isn't in the field that you're in but wants to help make a difference with the youth because the youth is you know the future so what tips would you give someone that isn't in that industry that wants to help there are so many organizations that help just immigrants in general Mm -hmm. like even like your low, especially like big cities, um, like LA, like in California, San Francisco, um, just there's a lot of organizations that offer legal help, um, that you can donate to. There's certain organizations that would like donations of your time mm-hmm. to basically be a voice for these kids and just being a mentor. Yeah. Um, and having that ability to kind of understand what they're going through and educate other people as well. Right. 
So you don't, um, you know, for people that don't know, you don't necessarily have to donate, you know, in a certain, you know, uh, monetary way. You could donate your time. You could help out, you know, reach out to, you know, these organizations and let yes. them know, you know, you, you're interested in helping for sure. Yes, because I know a really big one across the U.S. is Catholic Charities. Mm-hmm. Um, they do all types of help. They have food pantries. So if you want to donate canned goods, like anything, if you want to donate clothes, if you want to donate your time, like I said, and volunteer for them, um, they are very big. I think another one, I'm not sure if it's just Texas, but it's called Raices. Mm-hmm. And it's also very similar. It's mostly legal help, but they also use a lot of volunteers just from oh. the from the community so it's kind of like if you necessarily can't donate money that's fine but there's other ways you can donate as far as like your time and just showing people that you do care and of course I always always recommend to shop small businesses mm-hmm. any minority like I always try to push it like that's something huge mm-hmm. definitely support local businesses support you know I'm very passionate about that just because i think it's it takes Mm -hmm. it takes a whole lot of goods to just like run a business so Mm -hmm. um especially like during this time but that's that's definitely true there's just so many different ways people could help um whether that's even like uh sharing a post of you know an organization or like yes you know reposting it there's just so many different ways of helping that i think it's like it'll go a long way you know and and then I especially with the times how they are now, please go and vote. Like I feel yeah. like that's also a huge, huge, huge thing. Like I know everyone's kind of divided right now and I mean, mm-hmm. we're not here to judge whoever's on what side, but mm-hmm. I mean whatever you believe in and you think is right, even if you might not think it makes a difference, like just go out and vote and give the people that can't vote mm-hmm. be their voice. Right. Yeah, definitely the the big thing is voting even voting in your local community that's probably yes one of the biggest things that i always like to let people know about is the importance of the change within the same little you know i'm from a little town but like if you're in a bigger city you know wherever you're at you know vote in within your town you know you get to know your community more just so that way you could see especially for the uh, people that have kids or the people that Mm -hmm. you know choose to want to like grow within that city you know like make make it Make it a point to make time for, you know, for your city and for, you know, the future of the city. You know, like uh, there's mm-hmm. just so many people that I see that um, are are passionate about. It. And I love that there's a lot of younger people that are more into, you know, also the small town politics as well. Wanting to know, like, OK, what changes could could there be done or, you know, what positive things could, could happen from this, you know? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, we could sit here and complain all day about the things we don't like the things that need to be changed but we also need to try to make a conscious effort to speak out on those topics encourage people to vote vote ourselves and also always be educated on just what's going on in the community and what can we do to make things better Mm -hmm. yeah for sure and so how long have you been doing uh what you do now with work um on a counselor level, about two years now. Okay. Yeah. And within those two years, have you been seeing a lot of different changes from from your work? Mm, nothing crazy as of right now. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. How big of a difference does that affect with like the kids? Do you would you see them on a day to day basis, or how would that work? 
Um, it used to be once a week, like when I was at the office, it would be once a week. But now, um, I check in with them every single day, and I'm positive they're tired of seeing my face by now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a, a that w- I say that would be a big change, just checking in with them every single day instead of just having our weekly visit, and that's mm-hmm. kind of it. Yeah. And you mentioned earlier you're an introvert. And I wanted mm-hmm. to talk about that because I'm the complete opposite. <laughs> but so how did how does that really, you know, affect you in just, well, right now, you know, despite, you know, everything that's going on. But, you know, outside of this, do you, how do you, like, go about, like, you know, even, like, meeting new people? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I'm just like, nope. Like, I'm, if I am not introduced to you by someone. Mm-hmm. then I so I won't talk to you I'm super shy um I can be very standoffish like and it's not that I don't like you it's just like I'm I'm not I have to warm up to people first before I can talk to them like yeah. I've always been like that really yeah so how do you you know deal with that with work like you know sometimes you kind of have to be like stepping outside of that comfort zone that you're normally in you know yeah um I mean if I have to do it for work I mean, I have to do it. You're like, you know? I'm getting paid um, for this right now. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I mean, I got to do it. Someone's yeah. got to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if it's for work, like I said, I'll suck it up and do it. And like I said, especially like with, with kids, it's easy because you can be goofy, silly, whatever, like, and they'll go along with it. Like, it's not, they're not, I mean, they probably will be judging you a little bit, but it's nothing critical. Yeah. Do you see, like, do you see yourself doing this? particular job for you know long term considering it's like such a mental type of job um i would love to stay with this population Mm -hmm. but it's just it would have to be with a different different place okay i think i'm a little bit ready to kind of move on Mm-hmm. to a different type of job but at the same time it's it's tough for me because i really 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 love this population yeah the when it comes down to what you you know went to school for and stuff like that did you did you have like many options that you wanted to go from or did you know it was this particular thing i know you mentioned with kids and stuff but like um was it this particular type of job that you're doing now or did you have like a different idea from it I had no clue what I was going to do. Like once I got my bachelor's, I started working with kids in foster care. Mm-hmm. But as far as kids that were removed from their homes due to abuse, neglect. So it was kind of like a like a residential place. Okay. So they live there. They went to school. Like everything was right in these homes. So we mm-hmm. had a couple little cabins on campus and they stayed there. So mm-hmm. that job was a bit rough, but definitely something that kind of prepared me for just a little bit of everything. Yeah. And then transitioning into a job like this. Yeah. So yeah. So with, you know, the the type of friendships that you have, you know, you did mention, you know, you do have like your um group of friends, right? Um mm-hmm. Does it does this work like affect any of that because of how much it goes into what with what you do? Um, I try not I try for it to not get to that point. I mean, sometimes yes, like sometimes I I have zero energy to do anything mm-hmm. and 
I feel like as a typical introvert, people can relate to one minute, I feel great, I'm making plans, and then the next minute, it's like, mm, not so much. Oh, you're that friend. You're like, eh. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Like, mm, it sounded good when I made those plans, but am I going to stick to it? Probably not. You know, I think I could be that person, too, actually, now that I think about it. The, but this whole um, this whole damn pandemic, like, it made me realize, like, damn, I never want to flake on plans again. Like, I appreciate <laughs> Like, I just feel like I told uh, my friend the other day, I was like, you know, I feel bad for every time I've ever flaked on you, for every time I've ever canceled on you. Like, I'm never going to cancel again after this. Like, she's like, nah, like she was, we were just la- laughing about it. But um, what, what social changes have happened since you are a little bit more on the, or no, a lot more on the introverted side? Um, what changes have been done now? Do you like hang out with the with the group of friends you have now, or do you just kind of like do Zoom calls? Um, a little bit of both. Um, especially right when the pandemic started, I didn't. I left the house if I had to go to the grocery store or pick up food. But other mm-hmm. than seeing people, it was a definite no. Yeah. But I think about a month and a half ago is when I started to see a little bit more of my friends and when it comes to my friends like just a certain amount like not that many and it would be like three of us max so yeah. two people and myself yeah just kind of keeping it super super low-key yeah and because one thing about texas it's open right like it's open like you don't care about no pandemic it's like still open, yeah or is it like kind of closing down a little more um so they just announced today that they're gonna open up capacity for restaurants at 75%, but bars are still closed, but they're going to, of course, find a way to open those sometime soon. Right. Yeah, there's, um, out here in, uh, California, it's pretty, um, pretty much closed. I mean, they just have, I think, uh, the outside dining in, like, some restaurants, and I think it's limited, uh, capacity and stuff like that, but I did hear that Texas was, like, on a whole different level, but I didn't really know much. I mean, I've been meaning to ask, but I didn't know how how crazy things have been do are people like wearing masks out there or no oh uh, yeah no for sure they definitely are um and of course you're always going to have those people that are going to complain that they don't want to wear masks mm-hmm. but yeah for the most part yeah, everyone does yeah so you know you mentioned earlier with the the big difference on or the big reasoning behind like you know immigration or like illegal immigration why people come here did you have um a different understanding of it now that you see things from like that you're actually like in it now like you're in these you know in these rooms with these kids and having these conversations do you see it from a different point of view or do you have like a a better understanding um I feel like I'm seeing it I guess in a different point of view because of course like relating back to like my parents like they came here because of the war that was going on Mm-hmm. Like they were trying to run away from that. Mm-hmm. But then you hear these stories of kids just escaping poverty, escaping gang threats, violence, um, death. So mm-hmm. it's kind of, it, it shifts, especially from kids. Like you're hearing kids going through so many traumatic things. And to me, and I'm like, I wouldn't even know how I could process that, get through that. Just mm-hmm. the things that they say that they've seen, heard, witnessed. Like it's, it's, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's scary to see there. I've seen that like quite a few different documentaries on it, and it's like mm-hmm. just even seeing, you know, I've heard di- different stories on you know people crossing and that type of stuff, and it's 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 such a 
mental like heartbreak too to to hear like damn like like the fact that people had to do so many different things because there's there's more than different one way than to come here right but out of all mm-hmm. the out of everything none none of that is easy like none of that comes like all right cool yeah just come on over like oh yeah no it's like literally like it takes so much like in it it takes so much to even like want to do that like it, to to get to that mm-hmm. point it just takes so much that you know some people do understand and then some people don't and i like to like let people know as much as like um any anyone that doesn't really understand i always like will always want to have a conversation with them if they if they're willing to just to kind of understand mm-hmm. that cuz i know i know not everyone wants to understand but um i think that is important like if a lot of people are being vocal about you know certain things on why certain things are you know why people choose to do certain things, I think they should be open to wanting to learn why people do, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, and that also drives me insane seeing people talking about how, oh, if you want to migrate here, do it the right way, apply for status. But I'm like, it's not that easy. Like, we have a super broken immigration system, and I want people to be able to understand that, do their research, and see it's not as easy as everyone thinks. Like, yeah, I could apply... I could go to the border and apply for asylum. That does not mean I'm going to automatically get it. And I could have tangible proof. I could explain why, but that Mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to get accepted. And then say they say, okay, you're going to have a court hearing in a couple months. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do until then? Like I left my home to travel to the U S to try to get a better life. And now I have to wait here with no money, Mm -hmm. no job, no security. Like, yeah. Then what? Yeah, it's, it takes a lot. It's it's a whole lot of, um, you know, not only financial too, because it it takes so so much. It's like so expensive too, and it's it's money people literally mm-hmm. do not have. There's not even a way to, especially in in Mexico, for instance. Like, it is such a like poor country where it's like just to even minimum wage there. It's just like so little, and just for people mm-hmm. to like save up for you know an attorney or you know to you know, submit things. It's a lot. It's a lot of, um, you know, financial, uh, what's the word? Um, uh, it's basically a lot of like money goes into it. You know what I mean? A lot of money, a lot Mm -hmm. of uh, decision-making that people, sometimes they're not in the right mental state of mind to want to do it. Like, they're just like, you know what? All right, we're going to spend X amount of money where we could possibly just like invest in just crossing, you know, and then figuring it out later. And then sometimes things don't work out, of course, but, um, the intentions are always to to want a better life, but but yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing that I like to let people know about because I'm just so you know close to it and stuff like that, you know. Oh yeah, no, for sure, and it's just frustrating. Just like I said, seeing the climate, how things are now. Because um, mm-hmm. like I said, like how you were saying, like you're putting a lot of money into getting a lawyer, filling out the paperwork. Like there's so much money that goes into that. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of these families don't have that. Like even think about like us in the U S there's, there's so many homeless people. There's so many people that don't really have much. So now you're expecting someone that barely has like a minimum wage job to be able to afford all that. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't make sense. And recently the pricing for ge- applying for citizenship, like to become a U.S. citizen or getting a green card went up again. Yeah. So it's kind of like I feel like they're just kind of making it harder and harder for people to ob- obtain that American dream that everyone's chasing. Yeah. And even then, when um, when people do apply, like things still take time. Like you still don't mm-hmm. have, you know, just because 
you know, you went that far doesn't mean like it's already, you know, good to go. Like now, like you're still another step. Yeah, it's just it takes so much. So, you know, big shout out to everyone that's going through that right now. You know, I know there's a lot of um, DACA um, recipients and stuff like that. And like people like going through, like trying to get, you know, everything, um, you know, legal and stuff like that. But Mm -hmm. it, it takes a lot and it takes a lot of, you know, passion, hard work to continue to to want to put out that positive light in, in that because um, in the mix of like a lot of negativity, you know, there's, there's always, you know, people that try their best to show that positive stuff, you know? Yeah, no, for sure. And like I said, that takes a lot of strength on their part, like coming out of, I guess you would say the shadows. Cause a lot of people are scared of like what's going on, the uncertainty of, Am I going to be able to stay here? Am I not going to be able to stay here? What's going to happen in my future? Can I plan for the future with how things are now? So, like I said, it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. So, um, do you have, um, do you go often on uh, social media, Julie? Where people could hit Can you, you say it again? I said, are you on social media frequently besides Twitter and dog post? <laughs> I'm act- and I used to not be on Twitter so much like I would barely get on it but now I'm a lot more active on it and it's mostly like kind of just sending friends like pictures like just stupid pictures and tweets and stuff like that yeah do you think the um, you know because there's a lot of like parts on like social media where they talk about like um mental health they don't really talk a lot of which I don't see it I mean I don't know you know if you see you could correct me but um about like the type of job of what you do like the importance of you know kids mental health kids trauma and that type of stuff do you think there's a lot of of um you know voices talking about that i don't i feel like our just how things are now we're in a different mindset there's just like so much going on like you see things about human trafficking child trafficking you just see so many other things going on. I don't feel like there's as much. And I feel like right now is a time to really address kids' mental health because of all the changes that we're going through with COVID. Mm-hmm. You're seeing kids that aren't having a normal school year. Like from since we went to quarantine in March, mm-hmm. a lot of kids didn't get to go to their senior prom. They didn't have a graduation. And we might think it's kind of like, oh, well, whatever, like, it's no big deal. But to them, it is like yeah. they look forward to those moments. They worked hard for those moments to be able to do all the things that seniors do or going to kindergarten for the first like just so many things that they're missing out on. And it's kind of like March. We pulled them out of school and saying, all right, you're, you're going to be home from now on. It's like you never got to say bye to your friends. Yeah. Um, You never got to celebrate like you remember in school when you would do like the birthday parties. It was like such a huge deal. Like you don't get to experience the little things that make kids happy and like having those happy memories. Yeah. Yeah, I know that's true. That goes back to like what we talked about initially, like, you know, disregarding kids feelings and emotions. Like, you know, when I knew firsthand because my my little brother was, you know, was a senior this year. And he was looking forward to so many different projects and things and events and stuff like that. And then when this happened, it was kind of like, all right. So, of course, like the whole world, you know, was just shocked and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I I paid attention to a lot of like how he handled it because, you know, Mm -hmm. it takes a lot, especially for, you know, so many people look to look forward to so many different things this year. Of course, you know, myself included. But the uh, one thing that, you know is also a big big factor is like 
everyone's like mental health, like how everyone's handling. They're so mm-hmm. many different. Um, you know, like for you, you said like you know, um, kids in school. Like that's a big thing, you know, because a lot of people, um, a lot of children, uh, in school kind of find their little like outing and they 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 kind of find their escape there. Like they'll be you know more social there. They find their friends there. That type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. so right now during this time it's tough, especially with, you know, with kids or with teachers, you know, I know and they're going through a tough time as well. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, for sure, like how we mentioned uh, early on as well, the, the importance of supporting local businesses, cause there's a lot of mm-hmm. uh, local businesses that are hurting right now. And, mm-hmm. and even then it's like, there's shit that during the pandemic you would think are like all right cool so uh there's you know some people on unemployment that and uh, unemployment ain't coming through like they're verifying every i know of one that like she verified every every week every week and that she still didn't come and like and she's a mom you know what i mean so it's like oh shit like how like there's just so much going on and i just really pray for everyone to be you know good to like positive and just even though we're mm-hmm. going through a lot of shit right now we're going through a lot of shit mm-hmm. but for sure take care of, of themselves like mentally it takes a lot of a lot to do 2020 ain't fucking around no no for sure <laughs> and especially with people that are very social people mm-hmm. i know they definitely have to be hurting but of course it goes back to kind of just knowing to, how to find appropriate and healthy coping skills like you can't just like drink yourself crazy but you know like just finding those things that help you feel recharged make you feel happy and I know like I said it right now with everything going on it's hard or if you're not making any money or unemployed like there's certain there's things you can find that could be free or just getting out of the house too like just finding what's going to work for you and help you feel better yeah so you mentioned coping skills so what mm-hmm. what would you recommend someone that's like how you said right now is going through a tough time? Like, what can people do um, to help cope with with this year? Um, I, like I said, everyone's different. What I could say for myself can't necessarily like might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a, a big one that I've tried to incorporate more into my routine is meditation mm-hmm. to just be able to kind of, especially if you're like myself that my mind's constantly going, going, going. It never stops Mm -hmm. to be able to just have at least even then a couple of minutes to just like focus on something else or just be however you feel comfortable meditating Mm -hmm. and be able to kind of just let that stuff go in your head and just kind of, kind of let that go for a little bit. Cause especially like I said, if you're, if your head never stops going, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. Learning when it, to shut off is, is very important. I struggle with that. Oh, myself. no, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of everyone's struggle, especially now with all the time we have. I mean, depending, everyone is different, but I know a lot more people have more time on their hands and it gives them more time to overthink mm-hmm. and kind of just get lost in their own head and just understand like it's okay to have moments that not every day is going to be the best day. We're all going to have shitty days, but at the end of the day, like trying to remain positive and just taking it day by day. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. The it's when, and I, I put myself in this position too. Like it's when like people pretend it's okay all the time. And then it's not And like, you have to accept like, Hey, you know what? Today's just a shitty day or like today's just like not a good day. 
And mm-hmm. being able to acknowledge it just takes it takes a lot because you you're able to kind of move from there with it. Because when when you don't, I don't know. I notice like with me, I if I don't call some shit out with with it myself of like, you know what, today's just not a good day, or like my energy's lower than usual, or that type of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. then I can't really like act on it. Like I have to be able to, you know, that's why I think I'm, I'm big on like accountability, like, uh, even like realizing, all right, you know, how much, like, cause we have control over our days. Right. So then of our emotion in the day, there's so much shit that goes on throughout, you know, whether it's the week or work or that type of stuff. Um, but like being able to call ourselves out on shit that we do is like a big fucking thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's, that's what helps me deal with shit with like even this year where i'm like okay look if shit's out of our control like all right i'm just not gonna like it's not that i'm not gonna stress about it because it's life and it's like of course right but um i'm like responsible for the shit that i do and the the emotions that i bring out in myself Mm -hmm. and and you gotta learn how to like you know roll with the punches and shit like that you know but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot though it takes it takes a lot of uh, experience and just like so much shit going on like we all go through shit um, and I just hope that we all like figure out a way to kind of just get through it because man like I said 2020 fucking around like there's just so much and uh, to think that I could have sworn like it was just March yesterday and then now it's like September we're almost October you know yeah no this year's flying by it's been a crappy year but um I feel like this year is going to try to teach us a lot about ourselves and how we can overcome a lot of things and grow. Cause especially like, I mean, you know, you're not going to grow without some hurting pains. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, always, if, I mean, if anyone feels super sad, anxious, like talk to someone, like, even if it's just your friends, like vent. Cause I feel like also a lot of people hold it in. Mm-hmm. because they don't want to talk about it they don't want to be vulnerable but at least be able to confide in just someone to be able to let that out and if you have to cry cry like I always say that to my kids like if you feel the need to cry like let it out because sometimes you just really need a good cry to mm-hmm. be able to feel better because yeah. you have all that just bottled in yeah for sure showing emotion is is a big step mm-hmm. being able to oh for sure for, especially for people that aren't used to crying I know I'm not being on it though, but like when I do, I'm like, damn, I feel a lot better. Of course, I don't admit that to people, but like, I'm like, <laughs> damn, like this shit made me feel a lot better. But you know, it's 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 good to uh, let out a good cry. Oh no, for sure. But thank you, Julie, for coming. Um, I had fun. Did you have fun on the episode? Oh no, I had a lot of fun. It it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be, just because I I was super nervous. Really, you're so just because you're such an introvert. <laughs> yeah that's true and then on top of that you're Sagittarius but we didn't get into that because that's a whole nother hour and like I need to, <laughs> it's the thing is if I talk bad about Sagittarius like all like the Sagittarius squad is gonna come and attack me and I don't want I don't. I can't deal with that you know like uh, our squad is super strong okay look I know I kind of like jokingly <laughs> talk about like signs and horoscopes and shit like that cause I I, I like I just know like very like little shit about things, but um, mm-hmm. I like to like clown on other signs. But out of all the signs, and maybe because my mother is one, and like I used to be like like avoid her at all times when I was younger. So I used to like 
avoid anything that like was just kind of like her. So it was like, uh, anyone that was Sagittarius, I would purposely avoid just because like they would just remind <laughs> me of my mother. And then, uh, the universe just ended up was like, I bet you you need Sagittarius in your life. But then my mom and I have like a really amazing relationship now. So it's uh, it's funny because I'm like, damn, y'all Sagittarius just snuck up on me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny though but i appreciate you taking the time out because i know you're super busy with work and uh feeding kobe snacks and stuff like that so oh of course thank you for coming out and we definitely gotta do this again i i've been wanting to take a trip to texas unfortunately you know we can't right now but in the future i definitely want to take a trip out there and kind of see how it is because i haven't been to san antonio i've been to, to dallas i just haven't been out there to to that side and i think we were trying like at the very beginning we were trying to meet up remember and then it yeah. just, something happened and it didn't work out mm-hmm. yeah so, so yeah you definitely need to come yeah when it's the right timing we'll we'll make it happen i know it's um it'll happen so thank you again for coming out and uh, do you have any last words for the listeners Please go out and vote. Like, please. Yeah. This election is super, super, super important. And always try to be a voice for other people that are scared to speak up. Mm-hmm. That's great. Well, and thank-, thank you for having me. Oh, thank you for coming out. I appreciate it. And um, thank you for the listeners who tuned in to today's episode. If you guys have any questions, you guys could hit me up on social media. Oh, and also I forgot to mention, I do have the official website for the New York podcast and you could find that at the com. I do have new merch dropping that has our sold out. So, uh, but I do have new, um, new colors coming up, but if you guys want to check that out, all the links will be in the description of this episode. And thank you guys for tuning into today's episode and stay tuned for the next one. Baby.